Hello, uh, my name is Marsha Mariner and I am Head of Commercial here at Whitehead Moncton and I am with Carol Cooper who's Head of our residential, um, residential property I should say at Whiteheads in Maystone and we thought that we would chat to you about the difference between commercial property and residential um, property. So um, hello Carol. Hello there Marsha. Um, now what would you say is the fundamental difference between um, residential property and commercial property? So the residential property is where we buy to live um, and commercial is more where we buy to work or trade from. When we look to buy a residential property, we go along and we almost put ourselves in the house. We see ourselves there, our furniture all set out and we put our heart and soul in it. Uh, commercial property, I think, um, with your clients, they tend to go along and see where it's located. Yours is about location for trade, I think, or for working out of as an office. Um, so I think from, from a residential perspective, this is my um, thoughts are, that the clients tend to be private clients in the sense that they're buying for themselves. Yes. Whereas a commercial client, so, um, and that's what makes commercial property so broad, is that it could be for um, a landlord investing in a property that he's then going to rent out, whether that be commercially for offices or for flats. Yes. It could be acting for a bank when you're helping a landlord buy that block of flats for some security. Mm -hmm. It could be um, Mr. Brown down the road who has um, 55 acres of land who's been approached by that's just, I haven't got an affiliation with Red Row, but just let's say Red Row, who approaches him to then do a um, building development. So acting for him, whether that be way, by way of an option or a promotion. Um, and then you have the, um, the acquisitions um, and, and sales of people who have um, commercial buildings. And the difference between a commercial building, probably is very broadly, is that you don't tend to live in it. It's not deemed to be a, um, I mean, obviously you've got commercial lettings, which is slightly different, but commercially it's either a warehouse, an office, mm. um, it could be a petrol station, it could be anything that you use in a working environment rather than for personal use. And, I think that's the difference. And what we also have sometimes as well is the crossover where for example, my client is buying the freehold mm -hmm. of a shop with a flat above. Mm. And then we have, my client is then saying, is this a commercial purchase or is it a residential purchase? Because it's a freehold. Mm. So the difference then would be, does the shop still trade? Is it a closed, is it just an empty shop? Or is it still trading? Are there people working there where we have to do the uh, 2P, you know, with the, yeah. with the transfer of the, um, the staff and their, their benefits. And so again, there's a little bit of a crossover there where um, we have to differentiate to our clients what it is they're buying and whether that would fall to the residential team or to your commercial team, broadly speaking, depending on who is in the shop yeah. Or not. I think it really, it, yeah. I think the difference for, for, um, to, to explain to you guys as well is the types of documents that you use. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, and it's, it comes down to the standard conditions that we as lawyers all rely on to protect you when you're buying and selling properties. So, there's a different set of um, conditions that relate to a residential property and that relate to a commercial property. And therefore, you have um, two types of documentation. 
and commercial tend to be a little bit more in depth, but you do tend to have a lot more documentation um, um, and there's more conditions linked to it. Whereas residential, because obviously it's been going for a long time, we've got a lot more set procedures in place. And so the documents are not less simple because a, a residential transaction by no means is a simple transaction, trust me. But it, it just is a, it's a lot more processed and therefore they're a bit slimmer and not as in-depth as a commercial yeah. transaction. Yeah. But I think the main difference, take aside the types of transactions or the types of paperwork, is certainly the clients. Oh. Um, it's from um, working with the team over COVID, I was helping out the residential team because you guys were under so much pressure. Yeah. Um, the, you, you forget the difference between a commercial client and residential clients. I have to strongly say that all clients are lovely, um, but they have different demands and they have a different approach um, from a client's, uh, commercial client's perspective, they tend to be slightly less hands-on. They've instructed you to do a job. You're professional. You know what you're doing. They will give you some commercial guidance in relation to that, and therefore you will liaise with them throughout the transaction. Whereas a residential client is much more... Um, in contact with you on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. They want to know what the process is. They want to understand the process. It's almost like you're holding their the hand, hand through, through that. And, um, and that, if you're not used to that kind of intense um, yeah, contact, it, it, it takes a while for you to get used to. And, and it's a different approach. Commercial client um, solicitors tend to be quite aggressive and to the point and, and quite blunt. Whereas you can't be like that with a residential yeah. client, particularly when you're advising them about certain things because that approach just get lost and That's it will right. come across rude yes. or, and they won't. It, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the clients for, for residential, um, they, they, you're right, they want to know what's in their local search. What does that mean? Um, what's in these inquiries? Has planning permission been granted for the conservatory or does it, did it need planning permission? Is it within the uh, 30 square meter rule? Um, so there are a lot of things that um, a residential buyer wants to know because they're going to be um, living in there. And I think another difference between the residential and the commercial is that sometimes most residential people, they buy a freehold or it's going to be a long lease, 99 yeah. years or more, whereas your business people, their lease may only be 10 years with a break clause or something like that. that yeah, I think from a landlord's perspective, they want to, well, it, I guess it just depends. It depends on the type of building. Yes. Most offices tend to be a shorter let um, and with a break clause. Um, but if you're um, setting up a business or investing in a warehouse and you'll be putting in some big, heavy machinery, you obviously as a tenant would want to have a longer lease because of, to recoup some of that investment. So it really depends. There is no kind of set year frame for um, from a commercial lease. That tends to be led by the, the surveyor or the agent who's negotiating the heads of terms, whether that's acting for the tenant or the landlord. Mm -hmm. So from the dip, that's another thing between commercial and um, residential property are the different types of agents. So the agents from a commercial perspective will be very much involved with the negotiation, not only in relation to the price, but in relation to the heads of terms. Particularly if you're taking a letting of the premises, they will, um, they will agree the types of repair covenants that a tenant's going to have, um, whether they're going to be able to assign it. Um, whether there's going to be any sort of kind of additional um, security needed by way of a guarantor or by a, a rent deposit deed. Um, they're very much involved 
and actually structure the deal for a solicitor by the time heads of terms have been agreed and comes over to us mm -hmm. because that makes our job a lot easier in the sense that we can see that heads of terms are agreed they're not always agreed you know it's not set in stone but it gives you a really strong framework That's right. to then go and negotiate the documents whereas your guys yes. is slightly different isn't it That's right so the residential estate agent will then obviously show you a picture of the house this is what we're buying this is the garden um, they'll take you a view around the house so you can see the various bedrooms bathroom the setup of the property itself and so they're trying to sell you a, a, the dream of living dream. in that property the uh, residential agent they're, they're acting for the seller they're trying to show the buyer the best features of that house and they do give you some information as, a, as to, you know, the carpets are to remain or not. But in the fittings and contents form that the seller fills out for us, that's the ultimate of this is what is left at the property. But the estate agent does often know um, that the, the seller is prepared to leave or to sell some other items. So, you know, that's where our agents come into their own, I think, is... And the, con and the contact between the agent, I mean, a commercial agent will obviously naturally chase because they want the deal to be done, particularly they're acting for a landlord. Mm. But they're not as intense, let's just say, as a residential um, agent where they will be, I suspect, in more contact than, than commercial. Yeah, that's right. They've, they have a, a department, I believe, where they do like a progress, yeah. um, chase the progress. So they'll chase the buyer's solicitors, they'll chase the seller's solicitors and then report to the clients in between. Yeah. So, um, again... Um, you know, the the agents have a kind of different role, a, a softer role, perhaps. Yeah, that's probably that's. I suppose that's the difference between residential and commercial, isn't it? Is it's a softer um, residential can be softer, much more demanding, but your the end results are much more um, appealing for the client. And commercial is a little bit harder, and um, but the end deal is to either get money back for the client or to get their dream office. Yes. So thank you for joining me today. You're um, welcome. And I hope that's been helpful. If you need any assistance, then please feel free to email myself or Carol. Thanks. <laughs>